Welcome to this fifth iteration of the Storm of the South radio show here on 91.9 The Buzz, WVGS, and also on SoundCloud in its podcast form. This is James Braswell alongside Jordan Tony, and we're just going to have a lot going on. We're going to be doing a review of uh, the last week's matchup against the Carolina Dynamo, and we're also going to have a couple of guests on. And, you know, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting show. Don't you agree, Jordan? Oh, I definitely agree. You know, I wish we were meeting under happier circumstances regarding this past weekend, but it's always a pleasure to be here with you, James. Absolutely. And just so you guys know, this is not going to be a live show this weekend. Usually we do a live show, but we are having some, uh, doing some transitioning in terms of radio equipment and, uh, you know, uh, also some applications and software with our computers and everything. So we're just going to be doing a, a purely recorded show. Um, maybe it's hopefully for just this week. It may last for the next couple of weeks, but we'll see. And we'll kind of, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of adjust fire as needed and everything. So for right now, for all intents and purposes, it's just going to be a, uh, pre-recorded show. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, it's sad, you know, it's kind of sad, but you know, We'll live and, uh, you know, kind of move on. So try to survive. Yeah, we'll try to survive. So <laughs> let, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and uh, do our recap of uh, last week's matchup with against uh, the Carolina Dynamo. Now, uh, as Jordan talked about earlier, it would have been nice if it were better circumstances. We were able to kind of go ahead and, you know, talk about, uh, you know, Torment FC getting a win at home. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, the uh, Carolina Dynamo, being a really experienced team, came in and dominated Torment FC, winning by a score of three to zero in that matchup. Now, we'll go ahead and get some of the negatives out of the way, you know, in terms of the play and everything. So, uh, Jordan, why, why don't you kind of start off with your thoughts? Where was some of your uh, thoughts, uh, kind of looking at the stats and then also watching the game as well? Uh, so first off, uh, just looking at the stats, you know, Carolina, they came in and they knew what they needed to do, and that's take many shots on goal. You know, when you have, I don't want to say an inexperienced team because obviously we have some players that are very experienced, but when you have a new team that's, you know, getting used to playing with each other, you want to have that constant attack. And that's exactly what they did with six shots on goal, with three of them actually being goals. I mean, when you are constantly just attacking and attacking and attacking, then it's almost, you know, the defense has to struggle to keep up. And that's exactly what happened. Now, watching the game, one thing I noticed, I'm curious if you noticed this too, James, is that one thing Tormenta definitely needs to work on is just possession. You know, you're, you're not going to win games by not having the ball. And I think it's just one of those things that over time you'll just get better at. But like I said, you know, this is a new team and they're still getting used to playing with each other. And, you know, this was only the second game of the season. Yeah, so. and, and, you know, I definitely agree with that sentiment, you know, Watching the game, one of the big things I noticed, it felt like, you know, they get passes off, but it didn't feel like those passes had any purpose to them. Mm -hmm. Like they get a pass off, they try setting someone up in terms of like a cross and everything, but they're either being no one at the other side, you know, to kind of receive it, you know, and try to make a play off of it, but, or that, you know, they just didn't really know what to do in terms of when they got the ball. So it felt like, you know, they tried getting passes off, but there wasn't really any uh, reason why they were just making a pass. It felt like they were just making a pass to make a pass. Um, so I wish they, they, I wish some of the players may have been, you know, a little bit more selfish with the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish there would have been a little more, more connectivity. But like you said, Jordan, over time, I think these guys are going to be able to kind of 
get it in there, you know, and be able to, um, you know, stick it through. And like you said, Carolina, you know, they felt like it felt like number one, the players on Carolina are much bigger than the players on Torments FC. You know, they were a lot of these guys, you know, just kind of looking at their build and everything. They had a much bigger build. Uh, felt like they were a little bit more physical, um, being able to play off the ball and everything. And, you know, it felt like they had purpose for every single pass they made. Um, and I think I think that's one of the big things, like, we were talking about, yeah, adjust on is, you know, finding a purpose. And, you know, I think once they, you know, going through, I think they'll be able to develop that chemistry and that teamwork a little bit better as they're playing through. Because, you know, they've only been practicing with each other for a couple of weeks. You know, these guys started playing at the beginning of may um some of these guys carolina dynamo you know the dynamo are older than the concept of the pdl itself you know i think by you know about six years or so mm-hmm. five or six years um so carolina you know they've had tradition they've had success and they've had something to be able to build off of and you know tormenta fc you know this is their first year in so you know you gotta expect some growing pains you gotta expect some style and you gotta expect things you know not to happen overnight with this team so you know i still have faith in this team oh for sure and and, and kind of going and moving ahead a little bit you know it's not only us i think there's a big support for this team you know uh, i'm not sure if a lot of you heard the official number of attendees but the official number of people who were at the game was 3105 absolutely crazy what? Absolutely crazy. Have, Jordan, have you ever seen anybody tailgate for a soccer game in Statesboro, Georgia, or anywhere in Georgia? Never in my life. Never in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And yet here I was able to see three people. There's not three people, but three groups, excuse me, three groups of about 10 to 15 people each, each having their own tailgates set up for a soccer game. And I think I tell I told everybody this. When I first started this podcast, uh, on the very first episode when we did the, when I did the intro podcast back in gosh January, and I told people, I I thought I was just shocked when I heard there was going to be a soccer team here in Statesboro, but you know, it's you know we're supporting it, we're going through, you know we're we wouldn't make, be making this podcast uh, if that was the case if we weren't supporting this team. Um, but you know we're out here supporting this team, and we have three thousand one hundred and five other people out there as well supporting this team, which I think is fantastic. Oh, for sure. We're, I mean, you know, we're seeing this the, the sport of soccer grow. You know, with also Peachtree City MOBA coming into town. Uh, you know, with their expansion team uh, being created over Peachtree City. Uh, you have Atlanta United coming in two thousand seventeen. Uh, the reemergence of the Atlanta Silverbacks. You know, they were. Uh, defunded for like, you know, I, I guess it was about a month or two. Mm-hmm. And then they, all of a sudden, you know, they got in a new ownership and they were put in a different division. So, I mean, we're having this assurgence of soccer. And not only that, uh, coming up uh, later next weekend, the same weekend that the uh, Tormenta FC plays Peachtree City MOBA here in Statesboro, there's also going to be a huge soccer tournament, you know, like a youth soccer tournament happening here in Statesboro, Georgia. And, you know, those games are going to be taking place over on Eagle Field. A lot of them will be taking over over on the rack fields here at Georgia Southern University. You know, I think a couple are being played over at the soccer fields over the clubhouse. But, you know, soccer's growing at an alarming rate. And I don't want to say alarming like it's a bad thing. No, 
This is a good thing. Mm -hmm. A really, really good thing. You know, it's a it's one it's a sport, you know, I enjoy because the constant movement that's going on. It's mm -hmm. like there's a lot of sports that people enjoy. Like, I'll be the first person to say, I do not like baseball. <laughs> I despise baseball just for that and i'm i know darren you know used to coach for the olympic team for the olympic <laughs> baseball team so i hope he doesn't kill me when i say this but baseball is just one of those sports that you know it's fun you know kind of go there in person and watch but i can't watch it's one of those sports i can't watch on tv at all just because it, it feels like it, I'll, I'll here's this if I'm working on an assignment or something. I'll have baseball in the background as white noise, essentially. But yeah, if if I'm just watching it because I'm trying to watch something and find a sport to watch, baseball is the last sport on my list that I'm going to pull up. I'd rather pull up curling before putting on baseball on my television. <laughs> and I may, I, may be, I may be over-exaggerating a little bit, but it, that's just that's just how much I don't enjoy baseball. But I feel like we're kind of going a little off track. But... <laughs> You know, soccer's growing, and I, I, I think it's a good thing for the sport is finding its voice here in the state of Georgia, not only with Atlanta United, but also with some of these teams in the South region as well. I don't want to really say South, but, you know, the Southeast, you know, picking up with Tormenta FC and everything. So I think it's spreading, it's growing. I think there's a possibility we could see, you know, a couple more PDL teams possibly pop up in the state of Georgia. Um, wouldn't surprise me if Columbus or Macon ended up picking up one at some point. Mm -hmm. Would not surprise me a one bit. But, you know, I think that it just shows, you know, it's soccer's a big sport. It's coming. And, I, you know, I think people are really going to enjoy it, you know. I, uh, I really enjoy the atmosphere that happened over, you know, at Eagle Field the other day with Tormenta FC. For sure. It's like, you know, and it's not only, you know, the amount of people they're bringing in, but the amount of business and partnerships that are being built within the community of Statesboro as well. Because you can go to the TormentaFC.com, you can scroll all the way down to on their page, and if you look at the very bottom, it has like a, a this collage. This just, just goes on for miles. Really. It's a collage. Yeah, it's, it's this. This little page, this little uh, banner at the bottom, just kind of, oh, I want to say a banner, like a footer at the bottom, kind of tells you everybody who is sponsored with Tormenta FC. And like Jordan said, it just goes on and on and on. Like when it started up, you know, when they had started up, then it was like maybe like one, two, three, or four. But since then, you know, it has grown. Like Coke, the cola is mm -hmm. one of their sponsors. You, you, when you were at, for anybody who didn't attend the game, First off, why didn't you? Yeah, yes. <laughs> but if you were, but if you went to the game, you saw the banners that were set out there that were pr provided by Coca Cola that had like Tormenta FC, sponsored by Coke, sponsored by Powerade, and stuff like that. You also saw all the vendors out there. There's a lot. There's a couple of Coke vendors out there uh, going around the track, and I, I think that's you know amazing. You know the partnerships within the community. You know, being able to pull people like Coca-Cola and being able to pull these uh, local businesses like Radio Statesboro. You know, they're able to put some of their uh, coaches shows and everything on 106.5. And I, I think that's, you know, I think the amount of partnership that uh, not only Torment FC, but, you know, Darren has been able to pull in. Also Heidi over there. I mean, they're just raking in a lot of these sponsorships. And I think that's 
fantastic. Oh, I agree. And, you know, especially one of the big, I guess you could say flaws you could say about Georgia sports is that unfortunately for a lot of Georgia sports, most people really don't want to attach on until the team is truly successful. And, you know, I'm not saying that the team isn't successful right now, but I'm saying as a brand new team, seeing this much support is just astounding and just seeing how much that support has grown and grown. And honestly, I think it's going to continue to grow. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, this this probably gonna be my bold statement of the week. I wouldn't be surprised that the game against Peachtree uh, City has more people at it than the Carolina Dynamo game. Well, I know. I, I absolutely agree with you. I think, well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of factors in it. You know, number one, Peachtree City, you know, in-state team. That's number one. Yep. Why we both think that it's going to be more people. And then number uh, two, like I talked about earlier, there's going to be that huge youth soccer tournament here in Statesboro, Georgia. That's going to be another driving factor. You're going to have a lot of kids coming in. You're also going to have a lot of parents coming in as well. Uh, so I think... You know, this is going to be a perfect opportunity. I'm I'm just, you know, you know, they have to put out extra bleachers, extra chairs. Honestly, I don't think there's going to be enough bleachers and chairs out there in order to, you know, accommodate a lot of these people. There's just going to be I imagine there's going to be a lot of people standing up around the track cuz trust me, there are people standing up around the track and around the field for that soccer game. Like mm -hmm. I've never seen anybody that close that wasn't pressed you know, to the field. And here we are, we have people, you know, being able to stand around the field and there's chairs around the field and everything. So people are getting a really close up experience. And I think there's going to be a lot of people standing, uh, you know, to be able to watch this game uh, next Saturday. But, you know, I think we're going to, I think we're going to just kind of roll it in. We're going to take a nice deep breath. We're going to go ahead and go to the break real quick. But when we come back, we're going to be having uh, one of the Tormenta FC players coming on. You know him, but you will kind of let you figure it out as we're going through. You're listening here on <laughs> 91.9 The Buzz, WVGS, and also on the podcast form here on SoundCloud. To this fifth iteration of the Storm of the South radio show here on 91.9 The Buzz, WBGS, and also the podcast forum over on SoundCloud. This is James Braswell here on the show. Jordan's taking a little bit of a break. Uh, he had to walk out for a couple seconds, so it's going to be me and one of the uh, defenders for the Tormenta FC soccer club here, Io Sosu. Io, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Ah, not too bad. You know, just uh, it's a nice little uh, jersey you're wearing right there. So. Oh yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> so yeah, I, one of the things I ended up doing, you know, when I went to the game the other day was, you know, I won the jersey, and I, you know, one of the big things I've been really trying to search for is, you know, how uh, Ben's always wearing that really light, that teal color. Right, right. I'm always. I don't know how I'm going to get it. Somehow I'm going to get one of those light blue. That's why I'm having my eye 
fixated on right now those light blue jerseys. <laughs> yeah, so if you can find some way to get me one or even Jordan one, that would be really appreciated. Uh, trust me, I'll, def- I'll get you one. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I so far y'all have gone through a couple of games of uh, the mm-hmm. season. So in the first two games of the PDL, because I'm not sure, is this your? Because I know you've gone some. Uh, games with the uh, Rochester Rhinos in the USL. Is this your uh, first time playing in the uh, PDL division at all? Yes, it is. This is my first time. So going through the uh, first two games that you guys have gone through, how has that, has it been any different uh, from the level playing with the Rochester Rhinos at USL or even uh, a different kind of level playing in, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Finland, excuse mm-hmm. me, uh, playing in Finland those uh, couple of seasons? Mm-hmm. Um, in Finland, uh, the level is pretty high. Uh, the only uh, difference between the U.S. and the and fin- Finland is that um, it's more, uh, what would I say, it's more uh, technical. Um, here in the U.S. is really, really physical. So that's the two big difference. Uh, the difference between the PDL and the USL when I was with the Rochester Rhinos is just the fact that, and with the Rhinos, those guys are already experienced. And, you know, some of the mistakes that we make here in this, in this league, it's just, you know, a lot of the guys in the uh, in the USL avoid that, so it's just mainly just keeping possession of the ball. And when you get your chances, um, you go forward. But in the PDO, you can tell that a lot of the team just wanna just wanna it's just wanna go 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 go. So I mean, those are the two biggest uh, difference that I think. Yeah, yeah, and I'm kind of you know you know looking like so a lot of people you know you can if you want to you can look up uh, I over on Wikipedia. He has his uh. Oh, look Wikipedia, and even as like when you look at those famous people on Google, you know sometimes their profile pictures will kind of show up with some information. He has one of those as well. And I was only, I guess you're only a couple of years older than I am. You uh, born in 1990, so only about I get, I guess right around a year and a half older than I am. I was born right. in 91, mm-hmm. but also if I want to go ahead and uh, you know wish you a happy belated Thank birthday. You. His, his uh, birthday was actually uh, two days ago Thank you. on Tuesday. So I want to wish you a happy birthday here on the show. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. So, so, when it, so originally you're from uh, Togo and mm-hmm. if I'm correct, that's so what, what part of Africa is that uh, near? It's, uh, it's in West Africa. It's right next to uh, Benin and Ghana. So what was that transition? You know, how old were you when you moved from uh, Togo over to the United States? This was actually in 2001, so I was about uh, 11 years of age. At first, it was kind of hard. I came here when I was in sixth grade. So uh, in Togo, we speak uh, two languages. One of the one of them is French, and the other one's Ewe. So coming here, never never heard the English language before. So it was kind of hard for me to start speaking to people and um, you know kind of making friends. So it took me a while, but apart from that, it was it was a smooth transition because i was so young when i came here so. so did you have to did you go to like a i want to say like a like a regular elementary school did you have to be homeschooled a little bit to kind of learn the language before and how how did that work you know kind of growing up trying to learn the english language right so uh when i and back in togo i was already take i was already in sixth grade so when i came here i had to reduce sixth grade and um i had to take a lot of uh english classes and they just kind of lower level english classes where they just kind of teach you from the beginning Okay, so it's kind of like, you know, you already had a little bit of experience, so you're kind of, it's more of that kind of just catching up with the learning curve, but right. after that, you're just kind of, uh, you know, able to catch up with anybody. Did you have, like, any uh, previous experience, you know, playing over in Togo when you were younger, kind of transitioning, uh, you know, were you able to kind of transition, uh, if you were playing soccer beforehand, were you able to kind of transition it uh, when you were playing here in the United States? No, actually, in, in Togo, everything is all about street ball. I mean, mm-hmm. as soon as you get home from school, you you take your bags off. You're on the street. Every all the 
kids in the neighborhood they come out we just play till till dawn and then it's, it's dark um and then you go home and the same thing goes on the next day uh when i first got here uh i didn't really know much about soccer around this area and my family was always busy so i didn't actually i didn't play soccer for almost a year and a half um and then i i think i believe when i was in eighth grade that's when i uh, got on my first team so when you ended up coming over to the United States, you were telling me earlier, you know, you ended up living in Maryland and uh, you ended up going to uh, the Virginia Military Institute for uh, college. You know, right. I don't think a lot of people know this, but, you know, VMI is one of the uh, six senior military colleges in the United States, along with the University of North Georgia, Texas A&M, Norwich and a couple of other schools, including the Citadel as well. So what was that experience? Because did you have to do the ROTC program over at VMI? Yes, everybody had to do it. Um, I was uh, part of the Air Force for uh four four or four years that I was there. It was it was it was different. It was difficult because I wasn't used to that kind of. Uh, I mean, I've always been taught discipline, but it was it's a totally different kind of discipline that they teach us there. So, what was that? Was it a struggle having to you know do ROTC classes and then also soccer as well? How was the uh, was that a bit of a struggle trying to juggle all of those? Yes, it was. And the, one of the biggest thing that VMI teaches is uh, time management. And, I mean, I, I had soccer. I had, just like you said, soccer, ROTC, and classes. Sometimes when I come back to my dorm, I was just so tired. But I just, it just, when having your friends around and, you know, kind of support you and your family and everything, it's, it, it's pretty easy. And once, after your, se- after your first year, it's, it's, it gets pretty easier. Yeah, I was when I because I also did a little bit of ROTC as well. Mm-hmm. Went to the University of North Georgia for a okay. little bit. Wow. Okay, nice. And that, that was uh, that was I, I I did not like it just because of the fact you know it was like you know taking that full time course load. Right. Plus you know having to do all the ROTC assessments mm-hmm. and stuff that you had to do as well. It just wasn't for me. Right. And that's why I ended up uh, coming out you know down to Georgia Southern trying to finish up my degree down here. Mm-hmm. Um. So we talked you talked about living in Maryland for a little bit. What 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 part of Maryland were you? Where you at living over in? I lived in uh, Frederick, Maryland. Frederick. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know where the uh, Fort Meade, Maryland area? Yeah, yes, I do know where that is. Okay, because yeah. I, I was, that's where I did a broadcasting school for the military. As oh, well. nice. Okay. So yeah, it's like, because you're right over there and right next to the NSA. Because I remember right. there's so many people over in that area, they, when they're trying to find Fort Meade, they end up, like, for some reason, Google Maps will take you over to the NSA, so you feel really <laughs> awkward when you're at the NSA again. You're like, oh, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think that was, what, what's, what's one of your favorite parts, you know, about Maryland, you know, living in that area? It's just the fact that you have D.C. about half an hour away from um, from where I lived and also Baltimore. So, you know, whenever I have our friends that come from out of state, you know, I can take them to either Baltimore or D.C. So it was always nice just to have those kind of, things around there and not only that you also got uh annapolis over in that yes, area like, you, right. I, I honestly consider fort meade to be like kind of that, that uh right angle where you have baltimore as one of the uh points dc is one of the points Washington. and then uh washington not excuse me not washington i already said that uh annapolis is right. one of those other points mm-hmm. so I, I, i've always liked the maryland area you mm-hmm. know it was, it's cold up there right <laughs> that's the only thing i don't like about it yeah. you know you, you have a lot of you have a lot to do over there mm-hmm. um you know there's the seafood is fantastic you know you gotta get some of that uh maryland crab up oh there. yeah oh, oh my yeah. goodness <laughs> There's a there's a bar over in Annapolis where we just you know St. Patty's Day and a couple other times we went over there you know we we be eating up on some like Maryland crab soup you know so that that's one of the things I really like about Maryland definitely um, is that is definitely in that crab soup so 
what was one of the things you actually brought you down to play for Tormenta FC? Hmm. So um, after I stopped playing with the Rochester Rhinos um, back in 2014, and um, I kind of I stopped playing for almost a year. And um, so, and I this one this year, uh, 2016, back in January, uh, I wanted to get back into the game. And um, uh, Coach Ben called me. Was like, hey, uh, they just started this new PDL team here in um, um, uh, Statesboro, and he asked me if I was interested. I was like, you know, um. Just I told him just to give me you know a few 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 times just for me to think about it and then I heard about Storm Soccer Academy and um, I've also been coaching for the past year and a half so and I just when I talked with Jeremy he told me about you know what he was doing with Storm and I was you know what I gotta be here I gotta learn from Ben I gotta learn from Jeremy so that's the biggest reason why I came to Statesboro it's just to be part of Tormenta and also to coach with the Storm Storm Soccer Academy. So how I guess did you start being in Statesboro and uh, I guess at the beginning of May? How long have you been uh, hanging out in Statesboro now? So I've been here f- since March. March, March. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have a little bit more time with than uh, Coach Chesler has so far. Right, right. Did, were you able to hear the uh, quiz we did with him the other day? No, I did not oh, hear he, that. <laughs> at some point, you need to go. We did a. Uh, we ended up quizzing him on uh, Statesboro, Georgia. He ended up getting about uh, thirty-three. Uh, percent out of a hundred so <laughs> it was uh it was uh it was quite hilarious you know it was uh you know uh, it was some harder questions on right. there like there i think there was one like one or two that i probably didn't know when we quizzed him so i'm yeah. not gonna quiz you on it okay good good because I'm, I'm not prepared <laughs> no, no well he wasn't prepared right. <laughs> we're gonna give him a we're gonna give uh michael a final later on during okay. the uh, season probably to, more like a uh more like a final exam when it comes uh closer towards the end of the season okay. um so do you uh, I'm always, uh, you know, talking to these people, you know, you know, especially with the uh, home game. What was your reaction to the 3,000 people that attended that game? Were you expecting that amount of people to show up or less, more, anything like that? I tell you what, the atmosphere was amazing. I mean, just just driving to the stadium, seeing people tailgating, that was unbelievable. And just when we were playing, I mean, you couldn't really hear much. We can just tell everybody was having a blast, having fun. So honestly, if it was great, I did I did not expect three thousand people, so which is good. And I was actually talking with um with Darren the other day, and he was telling me the next home game, which is next Friday, we should be expecting way more. So I'm really excited. I'm happy, and I just can't wait to see it. And for you people who are uh, kind of curious what the next home game is, that's going to be against uh, Peachtree City MOBA. You know that's gonna that's the uh, other new expansion team located right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So you know you're having some uh, already. You know right out of the gate, you have a team within the state that you're able to compete against, and you know a really big fan base that's really started to come in and watch you guys. So I think I know you you guys have to appreciate that. You know I was gonna ask you, is this your first time being on a radio? Have you ever been on radio before? This is my second time. I was on um es when I first moved. I was on uh, the ESPN um. I think it was 106.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was on that uh, earlier back in uh, March. That's right, right, that's right. right when y'all were doing the uh, big announcement exactly over at the right. Grove. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. It was mm-hmm. over, uh, y'all were doing the, uh, I guess it was the uh, preseason shows. Right. Where y'all were, mm-hmm. Because that's when they first introduced you as a member of the team, correct? Definitely. I correct. Yeah, yeah, because I remember you having, uh, I think you were, I guess you were one of the bigger ticket, I don't want to say one of the bigger ticket items, but you were mm-hmm. one of the, uh, more prominent players that you were able to kind of promote on there and everything. Right. So I think, mm-hmm. I think, 
when you get a player like you, do they see you more as a uh, player with experience and more as a leader on this team? You know, with all of your experience playing in Finland and also uh, in college at VMI and also with uh, the Rochester Rhinos. Yes, uh, the guys, uh, the guys look up to me a lot. Um, just because of my experience, just because I've been, you know, I played in Europe and I played here and in the U.S. as well. So the guys, you know, come up to me in life. They have any issue, they have any problems. So which is great, just to just to have guys just coming up to you and you know looking up to you. All right, well, I guess we're gonna end it right here. But uh, I O is really great to have you on. You really can't wait to see what you're able to do throughout the rest of the season. And you know, really enjoy, uh, enjoy yourself. You know, this is gonna be—I think this is gonna be a fantastic season for you guys. Can't Definitely. wait to see how you play against uh, Peachtree City Moban. I can't wait for you to uh, hopefully come back on later during the season. Great, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, it was—it was—it was a pleasure. Thank you. And that mm-hmm. was uh, Io Sosu, the uh, defender for Tormenta FC. So when we come back, uh, we're gonna have another guest coming on with us, and you'll be able to see who that is when we come back. You're listening here on 91.9 The Buzz WVGS and also on the podcast forum on SoundCloud. And welcome back to this fifth installment of the Storm of the South radio show here on 91.9 The Buzz, WBGS here in Statesboro, Georgia, and also the podcast form here on SoundCloud. Like we said earlier, this is an entirely pre-record show. There's not a live show today. So this is what you're getting in terms of today's content. So what we want to go ahead and do with our next guest, we're going to go ahead and introduce Alan Farr, the Assistant Director of Franchise Development over with Tormenta FC. Alan, how you doing? Doing all right today, man. How are you? Yeah, we're doing pretty well. Uh, Alan and uh, me, Jordan, Alan all took a uh, feature writing class together with uh, Dr. Healy uh, back during the uh, spring semester. You know, some good times over there. So, uh, <laughs> For sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Alan... You gotta tell me what what is I know I know David you know I guess he's more or less your your boss since he has the <laughs> assistant part you know kind of chopped off I mean in terms of being the director of a franchise development but kind of kind of tell the audience you know kind of tell us uh, what you do what is your daily role uh, with Tormenta FC um, a daily day for me is looking like you know just kind of making sure everything's tidy with Twitter Instagram Facebook you know making sure that statuses are in the right places. Um, albums of the guys practicing are going up every day, you know, a couple of tweets every hour or so to keep everything lively. Um, and then print media, basically journalistic stories and press releases of our events coming up. So of anything, you know, going through and everything, like we talk about, you know, 
uh, you know, being journalism students and everything. Were you a journalism major? No, I was actually a PR major, but um, took a lot of journalistic classes. And for the minor part? or um, just... No, I didn't even have a minor. I was just a PR major and okay. just had uh, some electives to take, you know, so yeah, I chose yeah. journalism. So with, uh, you know, the public relations major, you know, from George Southern, what were some of the things you were able to bring from that uh, course load and bring over towards Tormenta FC? Um, basically just learning how to build relationships with people, um, with whether it be with the people that I work with, um, my bosses, or the head coach, you know, general manager, Ben Frankly. Um, you know, you just have to be able to build those relationships and keep them constant through PR. So that's what I brought out of my major to this internship. Uh, anything you know with the you know the PR side, you know the social media uh, for sure. What are some? Where's some? What's been some of the harder things you've had to learn with using social media? You know, making sure everything is in the right place on Twitter and Facebook is a key to this this job because um, hashtags, Twitter handles, if they're not used in the right right way or correctly placed on some statuses that we put up during game posts, you know. We could get fined. We could have problems with that, but we make we're here to make sure we don't have problems with that. We uh, put our hashtags, our name, our Tormenta logo, every everywhere in the right place. So wait, there's so, like so you actually have like specifications where you can put logos and everything on. Programs. Yeah, absolutely, and we have to honestly. That is, that is incredible. Did not know that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um. So. What has there been like a if anything? It, what are some things you've been able to bring to the table? Um, is there any sort of new technologies or applications or types of social media you've been able to kind of introduce to the staff at Tormenta FC that you've been able to kind of integrate into the daily types of posting or anything? Um, nothing really new, but I think with our team, me and Hannah, and obviously everybody else, you know, we've I've seen the Facebook page and boost to reach ratio go up by thousands within the first two and a half weeks of us working there. Um, no new technology, you know, just using Facebook and Twitter in the same way, but just a little bit more efficiently. Do you think like with anything you post, there's some types of posts that are more successful than other types of posts or anything? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you take an action shot from the game and put it on Facebook and Twitter, you're probably going to get that retweeted or liked a little bit more than something, you know, along the lines of come check out the concession stand something like that absolutely um uh who is the i was so one thing i started noticing you guys started doing was uh doing the implementation of uh you know periscoping the uh you know the practices or anything like who who who's the high mind behind you know being able to who who like thought about hey it'd be a good idea to start using periscope <laughs> um high mind of that one i don't know they had that going a little bit before i showed up okay. so um it was already there in place andrew the guy that works for Hackers Pro Shop, you know, over there at the range. He pretty much takes care of that at practice or uh, at the games if he's there. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, Twitter's basically my my area of expertise with this, but the Periscope's all to Andrew. Just out of curiosity, how active were you on social media before this internship? Um, Twitter, obviously, it's a big, big staple in social media, and I can be honest and tell you that I didn't even – I have a Twitter, but I never tweeted. Um you know, I kind of got thrown into the Twitter world, and I had to learn at a rapid pace, but I think it's working out well. Yeah, definitely. So is when you're using social media, have there been, like, any Tormenta trolls or anything? Anybody you've had to, 
you know, really block or anything from social media from like being able to, you know, converse with you guys just because, you know, they've been harassing you guys or anything. <laughs> no, no, we don't have any of that really. It's mainly just uh, reading messages from our fans, you know, a lot of love, no no hate coming from anybody. Yeah, Nobody it, we're trying to get away from. Give them too many people ideas now. <laughs> yeah, not, you're going to open that up to too many people. I guess it's more of the dream, you know, I mean, you know, not having, you know, having to worry about and really stress about that stuff in terms of social media. So I think. Yeah, man. And we're, and we're building a brand. So, so it's uh it's all new everything's new we don't have a lot of haters right now don't right. i don't think we ever will either so where is there specific hashtags you guys been trying to promote in terms of the brand i know there's been like path to pros or yeah path path to pros um something that usl and the pdl league they require us to use during the games but ours is pro start here that's our mission statement and um we hashtag that on normal tweets throughout the week so Games are a little bit different. We'll use Path to Pro because of the USL regulations. Now, when you're using social media or anything, is it kind of, you know, will you post different types of posts on Facebook versus Twitter and everything like that? Yeah, I mean, I've tried to tell everybody that I know that Twitter's more of like a live feed, you know. It's real fast-paced. Everything's going, going, going. You'll lose a tweet every 10 seconds, you know. And then Facebook is long-lasting. We try to post our big albums of good practice shots, good, uh, you know, training pictures, big action shots from the games, more like more stuff like that on Facebook for people to browse through slower. Absolutely. So being involved in social media, we wanted to go through and basically, you know, not really a quiz or anything, but basically kind of like some questions kind of going around with uh, uh, certain trends that have happened in the past in terms of hashtags and everything. So one of the more famous ones that we were able to kind of see was the, uh, invite someone to the cookout uh hashtag that you know kind of went around so it, it, the way we're kind of implementing it, it's a little bit different than how it was originally attended but if you can invite any three let's say three people any three people to a cookout well who would those three people be um probably go with the female of ellen degeneres for my first choice um second choice definitely jordan spieth and third choice i'm biased to golf so i'm gonna have jason day at the table Okay, Jordan, who would your three be? All right. Uh, first off, Coach Freakley, if you're listening, I would invite you just because I'm going to steal your blue jersey. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> nice, and it's going to be mine now. So, you know, sorry, that's going to happen. Well, how are you going to get it off of him, Jordan? That's don't, the uh, Don't question. worry about that. <laughs> All right? Don't worry about that. It just, it's going to happen. Um, number two, I'm going to invite Steph Curry just because I'm going to laugh at him when he's eliminated from the playoffs. And <laughs> that's then, a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> and then number three, you know, you know, I'm a big Bucks fan, James. You know this. So my yeah. boy, Jameis Winston. That's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. Um, (laughs) All right. So with my three, uh, number one, I'm going to have to go kind of football routes. I'm going to go Julio Jones um, as my first one, just because number one, uh, Atlanta Falcons player. And then number two, he's an Alabama uh, alum. So my fiance, Jenny, you know, get a kick out of that because she's a really big Alabama fan. (laughs) Uh, Number two, I'm probably going to go with... uh, Probably some, I'm, I'm trying to think of a uh, you know famous musician. I'm gonna go uh, uh, Gwen Stefani on that route. I'll go by Gwen Stefani is my uh, number two, and then number three. You know, just for the kicks and giggles, I like to invite uh, Terrell Owens just because I think he you know provide a little bit of a pop you know <laughs> towards that party. I think I think that would uh, you know having his personality there. I think that'd be you know pretty all right. So. Ah, so yeah, I think that's gonna, you know, I think it's gonna do it for us, Alan. You know, really appreciate you coming on. You know, being able to talk with us about yeah, you know, absolutely. social media, you know, the works and everything about that. Uh, 
you know, we're, uh, you know, we're working with these guys in terms of, you know, we like seeing what they post, you know, you guys do a fantastic job in terms of, uh, what you guys post onto social media, uh, both Facebook, Twitter, and all the content you're able to bring to, you know, all the fans. And we really appreciate, you know, what you do for the uh, franchise. Yeah, man, absolutely. I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, no problem. That was uh, Alan Farr, the assistant director of franchise development for Torment FC. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have David Ball, the director of franchise development, coming on to talk a little bit more uh, about some events that are going to be coming on within the uh, next week or so. You're listening here on 91.9 The Buzz, WVGS, and also on SoundCloud for the podcast form. Hey guys, and welcome back to this fifth iteration of the Storm of the South radio show here on 91.9 The Buzz, WBGS, and also on the podcast form on SoundCloud. This is James Braswell joined by Jordan Tony, and we also have our recurring special guest coming on, the Director of Franchise Development, David Ball. David, how's your day been? Pretty good, man. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. Hey, no problem. We enjoy uh, hearing what's going on in the world of Torment FC and all the events you're going to be uh guys are gonna be uh handing out to uh, the community or anything so let's go ahead and uh what's where are some things uh that we should be looking forward to uh, this upcoming weekend uh well just this upcoming weekend it's our bye weekend so uh as far as games we're not having anything uh as far as uh you know the team players have the off weekend so you know they're traveling a little bit staff is having a little bit of a break but uh, as far as looking forward, uh, tonight's Northland Cable Coaches Show uh, two is uh, tonight at 6.45 on Northland Cable Channel 2. Uh, and uh, for next week or for the uh, upcoming weeks, we're having a Tormenta FC soccer camp. Uh, it's three camps total, uh, two day camps and an overnight camp. And uh, yeah, so it's good, good stuff. Sweet. That sounds really cool. Um so I don't know if we wanted to talk about this week or not, but you know, if you're I'm not sure if y'all want to push out anything in towards the uh, youth soccer tournament that's happening uh, next weekend or not, if you wanted to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, the uh, Georgia State Final Four obviously is going to be here next weekend, uh, so that will be a lot of fun. We're during our uh, game against Peachtree City, which is at 7:30, uh, home game. We're going to have uh, recognize the uh, Final Four uh, players that uh at halftime so that'll be a lot of fun uh so looking forward to it uh, i think well me and jordan were talking about earlier you know we're really expecting a pretty big crowd going through oh yeah for you sure know, i think because i want i'll go ahead and you know give a prediction you know i'm i'm jordan's bold but i think i'm gonna you know step up and you know be a little bold this week you know i'm predicting about i'm you know i'm hoping slash predicting about five thousand yeah I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go ahead and be, be be big and be bold. Oh yeah, we're 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 hoping five thousand. We're trying to uh, we're trying to get to that point. For yeah, because sure. yeah, I was talking. You know, we we're talking about earlier. You know, it's Peachtree City MOBA. You know, a big in state uh, rival, in yep. state rival, absolutely. And then also, you know, that big you know Final Four soccer tournament that's happening here in Statesboro. You know, yeah. and like we were talking about, you know, the sport of soccer's growing. And, you know, I think you know with both those factors in, I think 
we should easily I'm saying say we I think the team should easily be able to hit about five thousand uh in attendance for the game against Peace Tree City MOBA. So I think we're uh you know pretty excited about all that happening. So uh Yeah, uh for sure. I mean we got I mean you just think about it. I mean there's kids at least from you know at least twelve years old to eighteen, nineteen, they have free tickets. We're providing uh, them with free tickets and then you gotta think about their families coming along with them so absolutely yeah, it'll be it'll be awesome so you know all that's gonna be happening um you know that's i think that's pretty exciting so i, I, I guess we you know i guess we can relax a little bit you know we got the a lot of that information out of the way so i just want to you know let's talk uh, we can talk about some current events uh david you watch any wrestling at all uh, I do not. No, not a big wrestling fan. Well, here's the thing about everybody who comes through uh, WVGS here at 91.9 Buzz. They find themselves being able to, you know, they, they find themselves becoming wrestling fans uh, one way or the other. So me and Jordan, you know, one of the big things we've been talking about the last couple of days, you know, in, in between out of classes and everything is, you know, the big brand split that's been going on uh you know within wwe so i mean i think stuff like that is cool but i'll go ahead and you know we'll end on uh one question that i have for the entire group so one of the big things that's okay. been happening on twitter between me and some of my acquaintances that i know on there is they've been talking about whether or not you put sugar and grits or not Ooh. so i'm gonna go around the room i want to get people i want to get your opinions do you put sugar in your grits is the first question and number two <sighs> If you say no, which I hope you do, <laughs> what do you put in your grits to make them, you know, successful, you know, in your eyes and that makes it, you know, delicious and everything? So I'll go ahead and start with you, David. All right. Well, no, I do not uh, eat sugar with my grits. But, uh, I mean, any just plain grits is good with me. But to make it perfect for yeah. myself, a uh, little bit of butter, cheese, obviously, and some pepper. Absolutely. Definitely some pepper. Jordan, what about you? Uh, I don't eat sugar with my grits because I'm a human being. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a classic just salt and pepper man. Okay. I, li I like to keep it simple. I like to keep it simple. Okay. okay. Well, I, I have several options that I like doing my grits. There's about there's about two forms of grits. You know, there's my regular grits. And, you know, this grits has salt, butter, cheese in it. Sometimes a little bit of bits and bits of bacon here and there. Option number two is a hodgepodge where I'm mixing up my grits I'm mixing up my eggs. I'm making the, mixing up my sausage and my bacon. So it makes it one big hodgepodge of breakfast that I can right. kind of just mix up together. And sometimes, depending on how I feel, I'll either throw in, I'll throw in, you know, some hot sauce in there as well. Maybe a little bit of hash browns. You know, that's the way, you know. I, I, you know that was one of the weirdest things when I started hearing people talk about sugar in their grits. Like, so I want, to, I, I want your people's opinion and who are listening to this podcast Tweet at us. Tweet at me at JamesGSTV. Tweet at Jordan at Brain the Keyboard, and then David. I'm not even sure what your Twitter account is right now. So go ahead and sell it to the fans. Uh, I honestly do not have a Twitter account. I'm all about the Tormenta FC Twitter account right now. Yeah, so. man, you gotta get a Twitter yeah, account. I know. You I know. Everybody's <laughs> been telling me. Everybody's been telling me. I, I have a Facebook, and that's about it. That's right. about it right now. Well, I, I definitely will get into it. Yeah. With the exception of Dave. Okay, you can tweet out to the Tormenta FC yeah. account about whether or not you put sugar. Excuse me, in your grits or not? Okay. Or Alan's gonna have like Which 30 hoping, tweets about grits tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm hoping <laughs> I'll, I'll get a lot Alan of you on it. Yeah. Say no. I hope you say you put butter and cheese in your grits like a normal human being because 
Ugh, I just can't imagine sugar, you know? There's some things like, when I first discovered shrimp and grits, you know, I think that changed a lot of people's lives. The <laughs> implementation of yeah. sugar and grits. So, I think we're gonna end it on there on our uh, breakfast routine, which is making me a little bit hungry. So I think I'm gonna- You're buying a dinner on there, right? Oh, uh, yes. I think we're gonna, we're gonna be taking a trip to Waffle House after this, you know? Gotta get- Getting, getting about dinner time. You know? Yes, <laughs> yes it is. So we'll go ahead and end on that note. This has been James Braswell, Jordan Tony, and also join us in the end, David Ball. Really appreciate you coming on. So we're gonna go ahead in our show here, you're listening to the Storm of the South radio show on 91.9 The Buzz WVGS and also the podcast form on SoundCloud. See you later and bye.